0: hello and welcome back to the three pillars podcast i'm your host chase tobin aka tobin to the motivator and this is episode 95 the seven pillars of wisdom guys welcome back to the three pillars podcast a podcast where we focus on those three pillars of fitness spiritual mental and physical fitness to grow ourselves close to the lord on this journey we call life uh, if you're a returning viewer or listener thank you for being here i really appreciate your support if you're new to the podcast Stay tuned. This should be an awesome episode. I welcome you here. Uh, This isn't a podcast where you have to start at the very beginning to catch you up to where you're at now. Each individual episode is uh, something that you can just kind of apply to your week, your life, uh, anything, and and the people around you. So again, welcome if you're here. If you like what you've got going on here, what we've got going on here at the Three Pillars Podcast, uh, please leave us a rating, leave us a review, share this show. That's how we grow. I really appreciate you guys from the bottom of my heart. Um... Today, we're going to be talking about the seven pillars of wisdom. I know this is a three pillars podcast. We're going to talk about seven pillars of wisdom. It's a subsection, right? And um, we're going to talk about uh, basically wisdom, how it comes from the book of Proverbs, uh, specifically chapters eight and nine. We're going to get into it. Uh, some of you may have heard them before, some of you may not, but we're going to jump into it here in a little bit. And that's what we're going to focus on this episode. Please check out the three pillars podcast web, uh, website, three pillars podcast at wordpress.com. Um, Check us out on Good Pods. If you guys are on Good Pods, which you should be, the link's going to be down in the descriptions. Jump in there, create an account real quick, find the show, and get, leave a rating. Any any episode that you've listened to, please go go rate it. If you feel so inclined to go rate every single one of them, that would be even more awesome. So thank you very much for that. Uh, there's a, You'll find some other podcasts that I'm into uh, on that site, so you can kind of see what's going through my head on the daily if you want to. So right now we're sitting pretty high on the charts there, so I really appreciate you, again, from the bottom of my heart, checking out the show on on good pods without further ado we're going to kick off with a quick word of prayer and then we're going to dive right into these seven pillars of wisdom so here we go let us pray heavenly father we love you we thank you we praise you lord thank you for giving us wisdom thank you for helping giving us a thank you for giving us an understanding of you even a little aspect of you is, is more wisdom than anything we could ever ask for and thank you for guiding us and giving us knowledge and 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 directing us all the days of our lives that we can grow closer to you and be the best versions of ourselves that we can possibly be. Lord, thank you for anybody tuning into this. Lord, bless them, keep them, guide them, direct them, give them strength every single day to carry on and overcome whatever adversity life is thrown at them. Lord, you are sovereign. You will help carry them through that storm. Lord, ask you to be with me today. Give me the words to say. Give anyone the eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive anything that grows them closer to you, Lord. God, I ask this in the most holy name of Jesus. Amen. All right. We're going to dive right in the seven pillars of wisdom. As we said before, you're going to find this in Proverbs. If you really want to get into it, my, my pastor said at the beginning of the year, there's 31 chapters in Proverbs, 31 days in January. Try to read a chapter a day. That's a pretty solid goal. Proverbs has got all kinds of awesome information. Uh, We're going to drill down a little bit into uh, chapters 8 and 9 of Proverbs, where it specifically talks about wisdom and these seven pillars, and we're going to get to it in a minute. So I'm going to read a couple little blurbs out of chapter 8 and chapter 9, just so you kind of know where I'm coming from, and then we're going to hit those seven pillars and kind of go into each one of them uh, individually. So uh, what are the seven pillars before I read it? uh, You've got understanding, knowledge, prudence, discretion, counsel, sound judgment, ...and fear of the Lord. And We're going to hit each one of those individually. i got a little outline here, and we're going to, going to go through it. So, chapter 8, uh, in lieu of reading it verse for verse, because uh, you know, it's a two solid chapters, I'm just going to pick out little highlights of it. So, uh, verse 1, uh, "...doth wisdom not cry, and understanding put forth her voice." Verse 2, "...she standeth in top of high places, by the ways and the places of the paths. She cries at the gates, at the entry of the city, and the com- at the coming in at the doors." Skipping down a little bit, O ye simple, understand wisdom, and ye fools, be ye of an understanding heart. Herefore I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things. For my mouth shall speak truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words out of my mouth are righteousness, there is nothing forward or perverse in them. Skipping down to verse 11. For wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. And here's where we get into some of the meat and potatoes. Verse 12, chapter 8. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogancy, and the evil way, and the forward mouth do I hate. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength skip a little bit further into chapter 9 verse 1 Wisdom hath builded her house she had hewn out out her seven pillars she hath killed her her beasts she hath mingled her wine she hath also furnished her table she hath sent forth her maidens. and she crieth upon the highest places of the city whoso is simple let him turn hither as for him that wanteth understanding she saith to him Come eat of my bread and drink of the wine which I have mingled. Forsake the fools and live, and go in the way of understanding. He that reproveth the scorner getteth to himself shame, and he that rebuketh the wicked man getteth himself a blot. Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love thee. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will become, or he will be yet wiser. Teach just a man, and he will increase in learning. And finally, verse 10, you guys should probably know this one. Chapter 9, verse 10 of Proverbs. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Or that fear of the Lord, as, uh, as it were, the knowledge of the holy is understanding. So that's a little bit of a flavor of what we're going to get into. And we're going to break down each of these seven pillars. You may have caught them, maybe you didn't. We'll get out of there. This is from the King James Version, uh, my Defender Bible. It's got the King James Version, expanded Apocrypha in it. I love this thing. It's been through a lot, a lot of notes in here. So, you know, if your Bible doesn't have <laughs> have notes in it, uh, you should carry a pen next time you go to church. That's my, my two cents on it. So, understanding. That's our first pillar. So that first pillar is of wisdom is understanding. Understanding requires a deep comprehension of the world around us and the ability to perceive how things work. So to understand the world around you, means you have to be in the world a little bit, but Paul says you know, should be in the world, but not of it. But you have to understand the ways of the world, how these things work so that you can apply it through a biblical lens and filter it through a biblical lens and help you perceive things for what they really are. The biblical lens is truth. You can comprehend the world around you and understand the world around you, and you can, apply the truth that is Christ through through the lens and understand the world. So that's your first pillar is understanding. Again, it, uh, wisdom requires a deep comprehension of the world around us and the ability to perceive how things work. So that's the first pillar of wisdom. How do I perceive how things work in the world? And again, filtering everything through this Christian lens is gonna help you really uh, dial in and magnify the points that you're trying to understand, whether it's politics, whether it's other religions, whether how that interplays with, with the Christian faith, Whether it's the financial system, whether it's your physical fitness, whatever it might be, this first pillar is going to help you be wise in all these things and to, um, you know, again, have more wisdom and, and, and apply the understanding to the world. Check. That's understanding. Second pillar is knowledge. The second pillar of wisdom is knowledge. Wisdom requires the acquisition of knowledge and the ability to apply that knowledge effectively in different situations. Okay, so we've got a baseline understanding. We perceive how things work in the world. Now, you know, we, we this is how we perceive it. Now, let's learn more about this. Let's add some knowledge to our uh, our toolbox, and use that knowledge effectively in different situations. So, sort of like being a jack of all trades and a master of them all, if you will. Not say you know you, people have to focus. You have to specialize. We can't all be good at the same things all the time. But having a little bit of knowledge about a lot of different things. Um, you know, you don't want to, don't want to have a, a lot of different things that don't matter. But being able to talk to people and interact with people of different, you know, walks of life, or people of different interests and things, having a little bit of uh, of knowledge of these things help you to relate to people and ultimately spread the gospel. At the end of the day, if you do it right, but uh, acquiring knowledge, listening to podcasts, reading books, getting into the Word, understanding the basic principles that, that govern you know our reality, as it were, that's going to help you. Uh, be more wise, and again, prop you up on these seven pillars of wisdom. Um, So acquire your knowledge and apply it effectively. That's important, too. Effectively apply it. Because sometimes you're going to try to apply this knowledge to things, and you're going to be like, what? Does it make any sense? Well, that's because you haven't applied it uh, effectively. And that'd be like me trying to, um, you know, I I play football and wrestle for the most part. If I try to, you know, put that knowledge against, you know, like a hockey player, never playing hockey in my life. There's some similarities and basic principles you know, work ethic, hard. You know, uh, being a hard worker, being tenacious, things like that. But not having uh, understand all the rules and things like that, I would sound like a fool, right? <laughs> um, that would be like a, a, a very silly example of using uh, a knowledge ineffectively, trying to ta- inefficiently trying to talk to somebody about it, right? Um, but applying it effectively, now you are, you know, you're talking to somebody about football. You can talk about plays and offense and defense and why. You know, different plays work and different things and how you counteract, you know, uh, an option versus a pass play and things like that. Um, but that's, that's just a, a very subsurface level. If you're going to apply real knowledge, you get into theological conversations, you get into how the world works and why the world is the way it is. And that's because you've de- really drilled down deep into what's going on. Right. So that's your knowledge, uh, understanding and knowledge. Uh, first two pillars. The third pillar is Prudence. Wisdom requires the ability to make sound judgments and wise decisions, taking into account all the available information and weighing the potential consequences. So now that we've got knowledge and understanding, now we have prudence. Okay, You know that there's this many different courses of action based off the amount of uh, knowledge that you have. When I was in the Marine Corps, we would have to write operation orders, a five-paragraph order, and... Uh, part of the, one of the sections in there, the you know, Oshmiac. Um, part of your mission and your situation is understanding the most likely course of action and the most deadly course of action that your enemy might take, and how do you de- defeat that most likely or most deadly course of action? How do you mitigate it, and how do you set yourself up for more success to overtake that enemy, uh, depending on what your mission is, right? So, utilizing all the intelligence that you have, you know, you've got your recon guys sending you information. You've got um, satellite topography. You've got, you know, people who have been there already, giving you the lay of the land, telling you what these bad guys' particular tactics and things are. You can make a uh, well-informed decision for your squad or your platoon or, or your company or whoever, uh, based off of all that information. Now, it's things always go awry, but if you make the best a choice you can, that's your prudence. That's using that pillar of wisdom is, is prudence. Taking this information that is, you know, piecemeal from all these different places, or maybe it's very good information because we've got something we've gotten in the rhythm, we know how to counteract these different situations. That's even more prudent because you know how to, uh, you, can, you can apply that into uh, the, your battle plan. Same thing happens with, uh, say, your physical fitness, let's just say. You have all the available information. You know what you've got to do. Now you've got to make that decision and put it into action. Okay? So that's prudence, is taking all the available information. We've talked about this a little bit before, is letting things kind of play out a little bit. got called it tactical patience. But letting things play out just a little bit before you make just an impulse decision. Sometimes you have to do that. I get it. And sometimes your impulse decisions can be very good decisions because you're uh, you're wise enough and you're experienced enough to process data very quickly and and make a move. That's all also fine. Don't don't worry about that. I'm talking about if you're going to make a long drawn out or, or a a planned out decision and you're you have to actually analyze information for longer than you know a split second. That's another form of prudence if that makes sense. The fourth pillar, so we've got understanding, we've got knowledge, we've got prudence the fourth pillar of wisdom is discretion. Wisdom requires the ability to recognize the appropriateness of different actions in different situations and to act accordingly. So discretion, kind of like reading a crowd, reading a room. Like if you're a comedian or you're performing somewhere, you know, you have to. You've got all this knowledge, you've got all this wisdom, you've got um, all these actions you could potentially take. But you are not going to, you know, if you say, say you are a preacher. Let's just say, you may be preaching the same way over and over again to your your clergy. But maybe you've got an, you know, a morning service and a, and a and a later morning service, and the morning crowd is a lot more older, elderly people who are pretty set in their way and things like that. And you've got people who are a little bit younger who have, you know, it's different jargons, right? Different information that people are getting in this, that, and the third. Maybe your first approach has to be more. Um, more traditional, and your second, uh, you know, uh, sermon of the day. Even though they're the same sermons, you may have to mix it up just a little bit and use your discretion. Not tell the same, you know, jokes because they may not get it. Because you know, a lot of times you an icebreaker. There's some kind of something, something maybe to your more, uh, you know, your, you, know, your parental age kids rather than your grandparent, uh, grandparental age people. Uh, you have to apply that a little bit differently. If you're a personal trainer, uh, for example. If you are doing the same workout for every single one of your clients, you're not using good discretion because everybody's just a little bit different. You haven't taken all the information from each individual person and applied it to them in a custom tailored fashion. Not saying that people won't benefit from similar exercise and workout plans. You might see some you know, initial response, but if you really want to get that person to the optimal ability that they can be, you've got to use your discretion. and You've got to uh, tailor that workout plan, that nutrition plan specifically to them. Does that make sense? So discretion, the appropriateness of different actions is what that really gets down to in different situations. And then you act, you act accordingly. This wisdom and puts is goes and it's put into action. Number five, the fifth pillar pillar of wisdom is counsel. Wisdom requires the ability to seek advice from others, listen to their perspectives, and incorporate their insights into one's own decision-making process. About every king you've ever read about has had some form of counsel, so or not necessarily a council like a group of people sitting around him and they're they're making decisions uh, specifically. But maybe there's somebody who's a counsel, S E L, somebody who is you can tell your plan to get off of their uh, worldview and their experience and put uh, your plan into action based off of some things that they have said. Think uh, Game of Thrones, the king's hand, right? He was somebody who counseled. And edu- helped educate the king, make sure he was making wise decisions. Not necessarily that he was ruling, but he was giving his insight. Think about Merlin and King Arthur; that would be a council. Um, think about the the, the, the disciples when they're traveling with Jesus. What do we do, Lord, before they went out and you know made disciples of, of, of the the nations? They were counseled by the Lord. And then Jesus is obviously counseled by God the Father, right? Even though they're one being, he still talked to God. How? What? What do I need to do, God? If it, I don't want to do this. You know, if there's another way, let it let it be so. That ain't the case. Roger that. I'm going to do it, do that because that's the plan. Do that along, But that was a very human emotion. But he was counseled. He was still counselled by somebody. Having a coach is like having a counsel, a financial coach, a personal trainer, an attritionist, uh, a a a counselor, a Christian counselor, or some kind of counselor who you can go. Bounce your problems and your ideas off of them. Somebody usually who's a little more older, uh, usually a little older and more wiser than, older and wiser than you are. Let's get that word salad out for a minute. They're a little bit older, they're a little bit wiser. You can bounce your ideas and worldviews off of them and they can spit back, hey, maybe try this, this, and this, and that'll make sense, right? So counsel. Seeking, and the other part of the counsel is actually seeking advice. Okay. sometimes you can go watch a self-help video you can listen to this podcast you can do these things that's that's seeking advice but actually seeking that person out you know if i if I watch you know some podcast or if I listen read some book oh that's awesome I've, saw, I've I've sought the knowledge and I've sought the wisdom but actually seeking out that person and trying to pick their brain out is wildly different because now you get it straight from the horse's mouth seeking that counsel is is an important act in obtaining this wisdom, especially in this fifth uh, column that is counsel. Number six, sound judgment. Wisdom requires the ability to evaluate situations and people accurately, to discern truth from falsehood and to make decisions based on that discernment. So breaking that apart, so you evaluate situations and people accurately. You've got these other pillars that are helping you make through this decision-making process and keeping your your wisdom up. So you've got, in the military, we had an OODA loop: Orient, Observe, Decide, Act. So you orient yourself to the problem or whatever you've got going on. So in this case, it's a situation or a person. Well, uh, observe is the first one as you see this person in, in your, you know, travels. Orient you orient yourself towards this problem, this threat, this whatever this person is. Uh, Decide. So decide is what do I do with what they're presenting me? Is this person a threat? Have I seen their hands? Do I know what's going on? And it doesn't have to be just militaristic, but just anybody in your life you can fall into an OODA loop. You know, I come home and I see that I, I I come home. I observe my wife. I orient myself to her because I love her. I see that there in this observation, I see that she's a little bit something. Something's going on. Something's not right. I decide my next course of action based on how she's acting. Say she's, you know, you can tell she's just been flustered. I decide, hey, do I want to just avoid her and go do something else or decide, hey, hon, what's what's happening right now to get more information and then act. So I act based off of what she says, okay? Decide decide that I'm going to go this course of action and based off of what I do in that point, I act. Maybe it was just that, you know, all the uh, dryer belt broke and I don't know how to fix it. I'm just flustered having a bad day. Or hey, I made this fantastic dinner, I hope you enjoy it. Like, it, it could be anything, but that's, that's kind of your oot But your sound judgment is to evaluate situations and people accurately, and you can use that ulu. loop, that's free, you can take that, um, and discern the truth from the falsehoods. And when somebody is talking to you, you can, you can really read people, if they're full of it or not, relatively quickly. Most people can pick up on that pretty quick. on If somebody is like, give you the heebie-jeebies or not, you can generally uh, figure that out relatively quickly. But that's part of wisdom, is having sound judgment. All right. Number seven is the excuse me. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Can't edit out. Not good at it. Can't edit. <laughs> so you have to go with it, it's almost like a live show, right? Number seven is understanding of the holy or the fear of the Lord. I can go either way with that. I'll take. I'll take it. But that understanding of the of the holy requires a and it's a, that last pillar of wisdom. It requires a deep reverence for God and a recognition of the divine order of things and an awareness of one's own place within that order. So you understand that we are created beings by the most high God. And we're fortunate to be here, we're blessed to be here because he wants us to be here. He wants us to be a part of his family. He wants us all to be together and live and interact as one and be the best people that we can be to glorify and honor him and to help other people around us be closer to him and be better human beings. We are the image bearers. We uh, are a part of the divine hierarchy, all right? In fact, we're pretty high on that hierarchy. We were created. He wants us to, to be with us. The angels sang when we were created. Some of them fell, but most of them sang. And they were very happy that they had new brothers and sisters to be a part of this whole divine family that God had created. So that is where you are in this divine order of things. Yes, we are on earth. Yes, we have problems. Yes, we have struggles. Yes, we have sin. Yes, we have all these these things. But what we all share in common is that God loves us. He is that foundation. He gives us these seven pillars to apply that wisdom, to develop that wisdom, and again, to be the best that we can possibly be because he loves us. So the fear of the Lord, the understanding of the Holy, is the beginning of wisdom. So I put it last for that reason because it really should be first. That is the beginning of wisdom. That is how you g- begin this journey. The, you know, thousand, journey of a thousand miles begins with that single step. Your first step is fear the Lord, understanding that He loves you and He wants what's best for you. But He's going to put you through some some trials. It's going to happen. You have to learn. You can't just go through all willingly through life and expect you know you to be able to handle some of these terrible situations that we find ourselves in. Some of them are more terrible than other. That's a very objective thing. Um, but that is just you know the uh, the purpose of the matter. So that's the last pillar fear of the Lord. These seven pillars of wisdom provide a framework for understanding and cultivating wisdom in our lives, emphasizing the importance of knowledge, prudence, discretion, counsel, sound judgment, and a reverence for the divine. And that, ladies and gentlemen is my little presentation on the seven pillars of wisdom. I hope that was edifying for you. I hope you can go back through the book of Proverbs and gain more wisdom each time you read it. Because every time I pick up and open this book, I learn something new, something that speaks to me. And it just depends on, on the day. Sometimes you just flip open and boom, there's something that can just hit you like that. Sometimes you have to read through as you're reading something. Maybe you've read it before, it clicks with you because you've unlocked some, some more wisdom in your life travels. Maybe you read... You know, Psalm 23, when you were eight years old and you had it committed to memory, but now you go back and read it now and have a deeper understanding of what it means to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. What was David talking about? You can apply that if that makes sense. You look at, you know, your fitness and your lifestyle 10 years ago versus today. Hopefully you've gained some wisdom and are in the same, doing the same dumb stuff you were doing 10 years ago because you have embodied these seven pillars and use that wisdom to grow yourself in life. So real quick recap, understanding, knowledge, prudence, discretion, counsel, sound judgment, and an understanding of the holy or the fear of the Lord. That's your seven pillars. I hope that was, again, I hope that was edifying for you guys. Thank you for tuning in very much from the bottom of my heart. I try to keep these short, sweet, to the point. Um, I want to do more outline type things like this. They run a little bit longer, but they are super important when it comes to us Understanding who we are as creations of the most high and how we can take the gifts that he gives us and apply them to our lives and be the best we can be and help others be the best that they can be. That's all I got, ladies and gents. Seven Pillars of Wisdom. Love you guys very much. Please um, subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to the show wherever you're listening to this on. Share this with your friends. Send them send it to them in a text message. Share it on Facebook. Share the Three Pillars Podcast Facebook page. Tweet me on Twitter. Anywhere you think you know you might be. The only place I'm not on is like TikTok. I just I just don't do TikTok. I got too many other things. And that's just another rabbit hole. I'm not even going down. Check out the website. Check us out on Good Pods. Uh, check out some of our uh, some of the uh, interviews we've had in the past Um, I think you guys will really enjoy this this program this platform Uh, I have enjoyed it thoroughly getting on here because I've been doing this stuff for like a little while now but now actually putting into a podcast platform over the past like two years it's been very very uh, therapeutic for me it's helped me grow and I just want to do everything I can to help you guys grow to be successful be awesome people um, because you are all right Jesus loves you all. We're going to end with a quick word of prayer and then kick you guys out for another fantastic weekend. So here we go. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us these seven pillars of wisdom. Thank you for teaching us how to understand, how to know, how to be prudent, how to have sound judgment, how to uh, really fear you and understand you, that you are our divine counselor. You help us, guide us, and direct us every single day through the bad times and the good and we thank you for being there no matter what Lord I ask that you continue to guide us and direct us continue to strengthen our faith every single day continue to keep us strong mentally, spiritually and physically that we can just radiate the Holy Spirit through us because you're working with us and in us through the Holy Spirit and radiating that out to people that that you can speak to them through us by our actions by our words and just how we uh, carry ourselves Lord So help us to advance your kingdom for the glory of the Most High. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, again, I'm Chase Tobin. This is the Three Pillars Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, If you find this edifying, please share the show. That's how we grow. I'll talk to you guys next week. Next week, I've got a plan to, let's see, we're going to talk about the four cardinal virtues as described by C.S. Lewis in Mere Christianity. Stay tuned. You're going to like that one too. Without further ado, let you guys go for a fantastic weekend. Tobinator, out.